0: So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an inscription, an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. It was October 1st, 2009, more than 10 years ago. Uh, my wife, Jen, and I gathered with 55,000 of our closest friends at Scott Stadium here at the University of Virginia. Um, obviously, with that many people, uh, at least back then, it was not for a football game. <laughs> no, we were, we were there for the, the U2 360 tour concert. Uh, I, I've not been to a lot of, of rock concerts, but for someone who graduated from high school just a few years after the smash albums, Rattle and Hum, and The Joshua Tree came out. You two, uh, hopefully playing plenty of their stuff from back in the day. That was a, uh, a concert that could not be missed. And, uh, and Bono and the boys did not disappoint. Uh, because I'm cheap, uh, Jen and I uh, didn't have the greatest seats. We were far away on the lawn, but... Uh, even that has its own uh, benefits, more room to, to bounce around and, and sing at the at the top of your lungs, which I, of course, did. Um, Jen would give birth to our third child exactly three weeks after that date, so she was a little a less exuberant. Um, but I made up for it and was full-on transported to 1990. The highlight for me, the song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, I know if there's any uh, rock aficionados watching or big U2 fans, they probably think that that's kind of a a hokey song to have as a favorite, but I love it. Uh, Probably for one reason is that you can really belt it out, (laughs) which you actually have to belt it out if you try to sing it because it's at the the top of Bono's range and any normal human being trying to sing that pretty much has to scream it, which 55,000 undeterred, and me together on that uh, early autumn evening, me with my new iPhone 4, (laughs) lit up, held high, we belted it out. Maybe you know how it goes. I have climbed the highest mountains. I've run through the fields only to be with you. Maybe you're singing along at home. I've run, I've crawled, I've scaled these city walls only to be with you, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's the song of longing. All the verses go, these longing for things, people searching for something, but they're not, they're not sure what for. I've kissed honey lips, felt the feel, the healing of her fingertips. I spoke with the tongues of angels, I'd held the hand of the devil, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And then over and over, the coal 55,000 singing it, even my wife, Bono, with the, with the mic held out over the crowd, rock star style, over and over, like in a trance, in one voice, but I still haven't found. It was, it was kind of surreal, actually, uh, to take a look around. I remember specifically, like it was yesterday, doing that, pausing, well, not pausing to sing, I'm still screaming at the top of my lungs, but looking around and seeing everyone else, so many people, sweaty brows, like tears in, in their eyes, such earnestness, almost like a mass confession, a stadium packed full, belting out a truth Belting out a truth, they probably would not dare whisper anywhere else. I am searching. Scott Stadium transformed into a giant therapist's couch. I've climbed, I've run, I've scaled, I've kissed, I've felt, I've spoken, I've held. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's quite the scene. Something else that surely was quite the scene, (laughs) not 10 years ago, but two millennia ago, not Charlottesville, Scott Stadium, but Athens and the Areopagus, quite the scene. That's where we find Paul today in that reading, our first reading from the book of Acts, Acts chapter chapter 17. We, we skipped a bunch in our, our, our making our way through Acts last week. It was chapter 7, I think, and, and there we had Paul still going by Saul, very different there. He was overseeing the, the stoning of Stephen. But since then, a lot's happened. The main thing for Paul has happened is that Jesus has got a, gotten a hold of him, and he's gone throughout the whole world. He's going throughout the world trying to make sure everyone knows about this Jesus. And the part of the world he's in now in, in Acts chapter 17, it's, it's Athens. He's there by himself waiting for his friends, uh, Timothy and Silas. And as he's there, he's, he's going around. He's making his way around this city, and he notices He notices it's a city full of people searching for they not know what. It's full of idols, he says, we're told. In every street corner of this city, like every Seven Eleven, its own pantheon, uh, idols everywhere, probably a lot to the goddess Athena. She's the main uh, goddess there for Athens, the big Parthenon up on the hill to honor her. But all the others too. But even with all those idols, all those gods to please and to bless them, still no peace. Still there's something, still, still something missing. Paul goes around and he, he, as he does, he goes into the synagogues and the marketplaces and he's talking to people about Jesus and the resurrection. <laughs> and because they've never heard of that before and they're so used to having gods for everything, they think Paul is talking about two new gods. One named Jesus, one named resurrection. Anastasis, that's the Greek, Anastasia, another goddess. So they drag him up. They drag up, Paul, to the to the real thinkers, the higher-ups, literally the higher-ups, um, up on Mars Hill. That's what Ares Apagus, Ares Pagos, the hill of Mars, where all the, the movers and the shakers and the thinkers are. They're up there, and that's where Paul gives his famous speech to these searchers. He says, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. In other words... As I hear it anyway, Paul's up there talking to the smartest guys on earth, the ones with all the the resources and time in the world. And he says, I see all your idols. I see how very religious you are. I see you are really, really searching, searching for something that might finally make sense to you, that might finally make sense of you. All you do is sit around looking for the next new thing, hoping that will be the thing. We get that little side comment there that that Luke gives us. He says, the Athenians spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. (laughs) It's kind of funny. They just sit around, feeling around, groping around. Paul says, searching for the next new thing that might finally be the thing. The thing that ties it all together. Gives them the connection they seek. But you still haven't found it, says Paul. That's one way to, to understand that word religious. He says you've been very religious through connection in there. That's one, one derivation of the word, anyway, and sometimes it's a good way to think about one's religion. It literally, etymologically means whatever reconnects you. See that word lig- ligament? It's like religio, a ligio, a ligament is something that connects. So your religion, your re-ligament is what reconnects you. You're disconnected. You want to be connected to something bigger. You want all the loose ends tied up and your religion. Your religion is what does that for you. So Paul up there in Mars Hill, he says, I see you've got lots of ropes. <laughs> you've got lots of things you're trying to tie it all together with. You're people who are really, really looking, feeling around. But it sounds to me, all I hear you talking about is the next new thing. It looks to me you've got every possible idol, even one called the Unknown God. We'll get to that. Sounds to me and looks to me, soundtrack, like you still haven't found what you're looking for. The Scott Stadium or the uh, the, the soundtrack, if they have the Areopagus uh, with a with a sound rig up there, could have been playing on continuous loop that song. It's the whole world song, isn't it? Uh, it's not just coincidence that U2 has played that song at every single concert they've performed since 1987. First century Athens, 21st century, wherever you are right now, looking. I'm looking for what? What was behind those 110,000 entranced eyes a decade or so ago? Or what was going on in the minds, and the hearts, those searching hearts of Athenians two millennia ago? Do they even know? Do we even know? Looking for the next new thing, says Paul. How telling is that of Athens, or even of now of all of us in one way or another? The next new gadget, the next new job, the next new relationship that will finally fix things. The next election, the next school year, the next fix, the next high, the next drug, whatever it is, the next post on the news feed that I can't for some reason stop scrolling through, always looking for the next thing. Why is that? All the things we turn into religion, hoping it somehow might be the thing. What's behind all that looking? <laughs> What's behind all the things? What are we really looking for? I mean, what are we? is it, is it uh, that finally people, the right people, would recognize me or approve me? Or am I looking for rest? <laughs> or, or behind all that searching, am I looking to finally not fake it? Or, or maybe I'm just looking for whatever can distract me long enough not to have to think about not even knowing what I'm looking for. What is it? Paul brings up this unknown God business in an altar to the unknown God. You might think of that in, in many ways, but I think what Paul was doing was pointing to that altar and saying, there is a visible testimony right in the midst of all those idols of all that religion of yours, right in the midst of all that searching a visible testimony that you really have no idea. It's unknown what you're even searching for. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. (laughs) That's what Paul finally wanted to get to. And you know what Paul proclaims up in that hill to these Athenians? And, And what in many and various ways Paul proclaimed wherever he went and to whomever he spoke? What every Christian proclaimer before him and since proclaims, this one included to all the searchers, it's this what you are looking for, you will never find it. But keep listening. (laughs) And the reason you will never find what you are looking for is that what you are looking for always finds you first. (laughs) Call off the search party. Says St. Paul, for what you are looking for is a who, and the who is Jesus, and he's come looking for you. (laughs) It's the story that Paul tells. He doesn't tell all of it there. You have to look through the rest of his stories to hear it all. It's the story we tell, the story, the old, old story, that it's not you and me who are the big lookers in the story. It's the one who created us. What are the first words from God's mouth after his beloved children, Adam and Eve, get lost? It's not take up the search. It's where are you? Where are you? I'm searching for you. And you can run and you can climb and you can kiss and you can scale. But I will not stop until I find, says God, what I'm looking for and I'm looking for you. That's God's first song to his children, and it's the song he will keep on singing until he has gathered everyone home. For your God is the great searcher. You know these stories and love them, because you want to hear this. To hear that your God is the good shepherd, searching high and low on the mountaintops and in the valleys for sheep that don't even know how lost they are. That he's the master of the banquet, sending out his servants to scour the highways and the byways for every disoriented drunk because his party must be full. Your God is the determined woman who sweeps and sweeps and searches and searches until she finds that one precious coin, which is you, to put back in her purse. He's your father. He's the father who day after day after day scans the horizon searching 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 for that prodigal son who comes back thinking he's coming back to beg for a job but when he sees you he tackles you with kisses and he rings your finger and sandals your feet and robes you in a love that sets you free and puts you at the head of his table and the only job he gives you is the one to be his beloved son and daughter he's jesus who seeks and he saves the lost who comes to die And to rise again, and he rises again, to keep going, seeking and seeking and saving. Every time we wander off looking for we don't even know what to seek and save, to keep on seeking you. In fact, your God is so darn almighty, this very moment, he is coming right through a computer screen or some ear pods to seek you to keep on seeking you, to keep on finding you, to say all the stuff and give you all the stuff that you've been searching for. You're searching for it to be a big deal? Well, I am your God and Father, and I love you when you're a big deal and when you're a big loser. I've connected you, I've religioned you with bonds of love stronger than death. I've religioned you to your Father with cords of forgiveness thicker than every sin. I've sought you, I've found you, and I'll never let you go. That's what Paul was doing there on the Areopagus. He was searching. He was God searching. God searching through him for people who didn't know what they were searching for and giving it to them. Last thing. That concert, I, I talked about um, I don't think I had figured out yet how to use my iPhone 4's camera or I was too far away to try to, to, uh, to video the thing. But someone who had much better seats than me um, did videotape the, uh, that very song that I love. You can go on YouTube and find it. 2009, Charlottesville, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Someone who had very good seats right there in the front row with their, uh, their phone camera videotaping the, the song. And, and right before singing the last verse, Bono can check me on this. Bono looks over at the edge, which the lead guitarist, they call him, uh, and and he says to him, he says, let's take him to church. (laughs) And then he rasps out this last verse. You might know it too. I believe in the kingdom come, when all the colors will bleed into one. You broke the bonds, you loosed the chains. You carried the cross of my shame. I don't know if all 55,000 got it. But that's the best part of the song, because that's the part about the God who looks and finds and does whatever it takes. Carried the cross, does whatever it takes to find you and make you his own. And no will never stop until he has found what he's looking for. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.